Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Okay, thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Bernadette Capulong. She is the CEO of BC Design House and has worked with companies like Nike, Bear Paint, uh, nutrition bar companies like uh, Think Thin has a has had a recent name change to uh, Just Think, and also Kind Bars. So, really amazing to have uh, Bernadette on the show today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit about how, you know, you came into entrepreneurship, where are you originally from, um, your first successes, things like that. And then we'll go into uh, BC Design House and, and, and what you guys are doing right now and how great you guys are. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, if I could uh, pinpoint a time, um, I would say uh, 2009, um, during the last recession, I was sort of an a accidental entrepreneur. That's that's kind of how I sort of um, call myself. I didn't intend to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it just sort of happened that way through the recession. And um, what happened was I'm, I'm from the West Coast, originally from Oregon, um, and moved down to Southern California to go to college. I have a degree in graphic design at Long Beach State. Um, started off my career really on the agency side and the corporate side. And I've worked with companies like Mattel, P&G, um, Nestle, so I had a lot of corporate jobs, working on some amazing brands like Barbie, um, you know, Crunch Bars, so just some, some great opportunities, and I decided at one point in my career that I would move from um, Los Angeles to P&G to uh, Cincinnati um, to work for P&G, um, you know, with a, after a little time there, I decided to make my way back to LA, so I, um, ended up working for my previous company where I consulted with them. And that's really when I started BC design house. So I did that long-term consulting for, um, about a year and a half or so and thought after that would sort of dry up that I would, um, take on another permanent job, but the recession hit and I found myself really jobless. And so I used my instincts, um, of really just you know, reaching out to everyone I knew um, in my network, also using LinkedIn um, as a yeah, tool. LinkedIn's a powerful tool. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really an early adopter. So um, I used the tool to sort of network and reach out to everyone I knew. And I was able to drum up almost about 20 small accounts in about a year and a half. And they, they were... Um, you know, they were very uh, modest in size, but I came to realize that I had the um, ability to really market myself, to really adapt to um, a very different type of environment that I had not, you know, seen before. And that's really what people are facing today, right? right. They found themselves 
either um, you know laid off or furloughed from their current job. So now they're sort of having to pivot and try to reinvent themselves. And so that's where I found myself realized that um, I had the tenacity um, as well as the grit to just keep pressing forward and to do what I could to survive. And I use that word survive because we weren't thriving at the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I did that for a while and really realized um, what I was capable of doing. But I also was very practical. And um, as the market started opening up again, people reached out to me, um, like Mattel, uh, that actually wanted me hired you know, that wanted me to be on board as a director level for their games um, and innovation division. And of course I took it because the market hadn't um, recovered yet. Um, but it was a different time. It, you know, I'd had a taste of the entrepreneur type of life and um, it changed me entirely. So having yeah, to go back <laughs> to, exactly. It's like, you know, you have the freedom, quote unquote freedom, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's a different kind of, um, I guess chain, if you will, um, you know, you're working for yourself as an entrepreneur, which, um, you're willing to put the blood, sweat and tears for it because it comes back to you. Whereas when you work for someone else, it's a different level of, um, you almost feel like underappreciated for, for, and even yeah. though, you know, you agreed to it, it's almost like agreeing to some kind of slave agreement. You're like, you're agreeing <laughs> to it. You know, yeah. you understand that you're a slave. You know, and, but you, but it's, but you're not a slave, obviously. But you are agreeing to it, so then you're doing it, and you're like, okay, well, you know, like, I don't know why I'm not happy with this, <laughs> even though you yeah, agree to absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's also a lack of control that you yeah. have when you are working with someone. And my personality is such that, um, you know, I really do have that entrepreneurial spirit. That um, if I see a, an opportunity, that I will dive right in that these levels of approval and bureaucracy in the corporate environment is really a hindrance to getting, you know, a great idea out there. And I'd already seen it before with just working for myself. So having to force someone, you know, with that kind of energy and passion into a corporate environment, it just wasn't a fit for me. Um, having That's said that, right. you know, I endured for three years because, um, you know, I was just that person that just didn't give up and I was really trying to, um, you know, I had more my own goals there that mm -hmm. I was tasked at taking a team and creating them into a high performing team. And within those three years, I was able to achieve that. I was working in a division that really was the bottom of the list. If you compare it to, um, Barbie, that was their bread and butter, Hot Wheels, that was their second bread and butter, um, games and innovation. No one cared about that division. No one wanted to work in that. But my goal, again, with that entrepreneurial hat was that I'm going to change this team around. Mm -hmm. I'm going to train them to be high performers. I'm going to make this division a division that people want to work in. And that happened in three years. The team That's went fantastic. from, you know, a, a team that was, um, basically status quo to a team that was just creating amazing work uh, to a division that was functioning in a way other directors looked to me for best practices. You know, I created a, a creative brief that everyone, you know, that people wanted to use. Um, we created a, you know, process that um, people looked at more um, impressed with. So it was, 
it was a win in my own right while I was there, but I wasn't hundred uh, percent happy. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of successes in the three years. So what motivated you to kind of, you know, move on from that? Well, um, you know, I was lucky enough to get laid off, uh, and I've been very vocal about being unhappy. So, um, but again, I endured for three years, but then when the layoff, uh, wave came, uh, I was on that list and, um, it was actually a huge godsend, um, because I was laid off during a good economy. And I said to myself, um, if I can drum up 20 accounts in a bad economy, what can I do in a good economy? Yeah. And so I did it again. I, in 2015, and this is our milestone, our, our official year of corporation, according to the state of California, um, I rebooted the business, uh, in two months and in, in, in two months, I redesigned the website. I re uh, refreshed our logo and I updated all my portfolio pieces on a website. Two months later, I got my first account and this is actually probably, um, uh, answers a bit of your question, um, earlier, but I got my first account. Uh, it was a, uh, a couple that wanted to launch a barbershop chain in Los Angeles. The trend, um, was happening um, his name was um, Mr. Coney. And so I was set out to do an identity um, brand for his um, barbershop chain. And um, it ended up being great. Um, we had a great relationship for you know a few years. That logo made it to a city national bank commercial, a national commercial. That's awesome. Um, you know, that was featuring this gentleman, this, you know, founder of this barbershop chain and they featured our logo. And so I would say that's probably one of the feathers in the hat that just kind of makes me everyone need the logo. You guys helped work on the logo and everything else. And then, you know, and then it kind of was just like, Oh, you, Oh, you work with this, this company. Fantastic. It gives you that kind of the brand uh, awareness, like, yeah. like working with Nike, you know, that uh, really helps a company grow. That's fantastic. So that was, so that was kind of the start five years ago. Um, so you guys, you guys just do brand consulting for companies to help rebrand them. How many, how many different ways of revenue that have you guys been able to create during or in that space? So there's lots of different ways you can create revenue, but yeah. how many different ways of revenue have you been able to create in that space? Well, just to answer your question. So, um, I came from a, uh, uh, consumer goods branding background. So, um, a lot of packaging, a lot of brand identity, uh, that sort of um, channel type of um, vertical or not vertical, but um, touch point, if you will. So mm -hmm. package design, in-store. Um, and I started off my agency that way um, because that's what I was known for, package design, and uh, which was fine. It was a passion of mine. I loved it. Um, learned packaging. Actually, when I um, you know worked at Mattel working on the Barbie brand. Um, and so... But I was very cautious about um, the type of work that we were going to do because I was always tapping into the market and how the market evolved. Mm -hmm. And what I saw is that although packaging will always be there, especially you know with food industry, um, because you need packaging, right? Um, it is just one channel. And it is a channel that a consumer engages in when they are physically in a store. Um, you could also see it obviously on e-commerce. 
having said that, um, you know, I, I look at a lot of business um, trends, a lot of design trends, and you know, I really just saw that e-commerce was was here to stay. And how do we get a part of that sort of digital experience? So I consciously started adding more digital marketing into our expertise. Mm -hmm. So, and it also worked out in a way that um, we created these relationships with, um, you know, brands like Think Thin and, and, and Nike, um, but they also saw us in other ways too, that they entrusted us in their brand, but they also came to us and said, hey, since you guys do our packaging, can you also do our website? Just to clarify packaging, packaging can mean many different things, like give us some examples. Sure. Package design. Uh, is really what I'm referring to. So, so if you think of the Think Thin uh, or Think Protein Bars, it is in a wrapper. Right. Um, it's also in a carton. Okay. Um, so the physical design of the actual product, you guys are doing that. That's kind of like one main way of of creating revenue. Then you went down the other revenue of e-commerce design, which is website right. design exactly. in relation to the package design, because you already did the package design, like you have the graphics, right? So then it would be fairly simple to then create a website in relation right. to the design. And when you're working with a brand for, for a long time, you really understand the, the brand's foundation. It's yeah, they trust uh, you. nuances, the personality yeah. brand, the positioning. So it's a natural fit to pivot into a different sort of channel like you know, UI, UX, web design, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I had a passion for that type of um, design anyways, although it is a different mindset. So what that meant as a creative lead and the founder of my agency is that I would have to either train my current team to really understand that space as well as identify talent that we can bring on that really understood the user experience and the user interface, which is a whole different mindset in how you approach design. Yeah, definitely. What year did you guys go into the e-commerce design? I would say uh, that was starting, well, I, I already had a taste for it because I built my own website, but I would say maybe third year into... Um, the 2018? 2017, 2018, yeah, yeah, would be where we were starting to see more of that. Mm -hmm. uh, probably 20, might have been 2017, I'm not sure, but uh, I would say a couple years after. Um, we started seeing more of that and we noticed that um, big organizations uh, were reaching out to us, like Bear, um, who wanted us to redesign their blog website, which was their innovations website. So you have Bear Paint, that is their corporate site that speaks to all the different products and whatnot. But then you also have the innovation side to it that speaks to um, anything from trends uh, in the color um, space, DIY projects. Uh, innovation, which is um, a different audience altogether. So it's yeah. those folks that are interested in, you know, ideas around how do you make over a room um, appeared in that site. So then we were entrusted to redesign that. And it actually um, had a modest reach of about 500 or so um, visitors a month, but for a big you know, I don't know how many billion dollar company they are, that was, um, really didn't make a lot of sense. So once we redesigned it, six months after that, um, it 
you know, we reached about over a million visitors a year. And so, uh, and I forget what the percentage of that is, but um, essentially that it was our ROI type of thing um, that we speak to, our case study that says design does matter. Um, So with Nike, what was the, was it very similar that you guys did a similar project with Nike? Nike was a different type of campaign. We actually did a, um, an internal campaign uh, to really motivate uh, their employees in one in their biggest facility in the Midwest. Um, <clears throat> so they reached out to us and they said that they had a program uh, they needed to, uh, you know, again, motivate their employees to produce a certain amount because they had this new facility and they were um, tracking below their target. So they brought us in to create a campaign, uh, again, an internal campaign that would include anything from, um, large format um, banners, lifestyle banners, to um, digital uh, promotional material that would appear on their LED screens, like let's say in the break rooms, um, to actually um, collateral signage across all the different sort of workstations, constantly reinforcing uh, the message of, you know, motivation, hitting their goals and their targets for that month. Um, so it was really a integrated campaign that included both print uh, as well as a digital experience, um, as well as uh, an environmental experience because we went in and redesigned their conference rooms uh, with our own, um, with the same sort of campaign yeah. uh, that we launched for them. It's very interesting. So, so the packaging design can be, you know, that's just like a product design, but then you guys also do like banner design. You guys do like office design. If you guys are doing pretty much. So, so really there's, there's many different ways that you, that you can create revenue in the design industry, not just, well, not only e-commerce that you've been able to do it, but also package design on the actual products, but then also, you know, even office building design. Yes things like that is so, so is it just all design in general you guys have been able to accomplish and create revenue streams? Yeah. So, so the way we look at ourselves is we are a full service strategic design and branding agency. So full service, meaning that we do anything from package design to environmental design to e-commerce, um, you know, digital design. So that's what full service is. So we also um, talk to people in terms of um, the consumer, the visitor, the user, however, you know, however way you want to call them. Reaching them is really um, about activating um, multiple channels or the omnichannel. Mm-hmm. So the omnichannel is anything from you know, your, um, you know, your smartphone, your desktop, in-store, um, um, advertising, uh, email campaigns, that is the omni-channel, multiple channels. So nowadays, in order to reach the user, reach the customer, you are activating multiple channels. It used to be the case that you could just do, you know, package design, and of course you'll do in-store and you'll do commercial, but now the way we sort of look at branding is that you can't just do one touch point or one channel. Mm-hmm. You have to then launch a package, but then you got to reinforce it by having a strong optimized website uh, that might be e-commerce based, right? That's optimized for conversion. You might also then 
activate your um, advertising digital banners uh, with AdWords, uh, PPC. Yes, yeah, so that, that actually flows in really well, uh, really nicely to our last question is, you know, with the pandemic and the changes in 2020 with everything that you've seen, you know, with <laughs> it, with being full service, how have you guys pivoted and been able to, yeah. you know, continue to grow and make in, and, you know, scale. Yeah. And be full yeah. service in this time. Yeah. It's a great question because, uh, when it comes time to a recession or economic downturn, like we're in right now, you had experience um, 2009, so, you know, you can yeah, handle the weather. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm a little bit more mindful and, and wiser, right, with age. Um, but uh, when you have a downturn right now, the first thing people do is they pull back on spending, number one thing, right? Uh, but as a service, as a consumer goods, you do not want to what we call go dark because right now is a time to continue outreaching to your customers, to your users. And even though, like, let's say, for example, uh, you have a business that no one's purchasing right now, um, whatever that is. Let's say you're, you run a promotional business. No one's buying or very little people are buying promotional materials right now, right? Because um, that is could be considered a luxury. So as you are waiting for the market to sort of pick up, um, it is really the time for you to do some outreach with your existing customers as well as um, creating new customers. And by outreach, I mean, activate your social media, continue to, um, you know, communicate with them, um, engage them in conversations, uh, maybe do trivias, whatever that is, create a newsletter email campaign that might be newsletter based, make it um, lifestyle driven. Great example is Postmates, right? Postmates is a food service delivery um, company. Uh, they created a newsletter called Post Ups, and it's very lifestyle driven with a halo effect that you know it's from Postmates and eventually you'll keep in mind that, oh, this is the Postmates brand. I'm going to purchase from them. But they're keeping their customers engaged through a different type of content, right? Content that they can use that is outside of ordering. Yeah, that's smart. Food, right? It's so, like subliminal messaging almost. Exactly. It's, it's, it's what we call staying top of mind. And that's what people need to do right now. That is the message that we are conveying to our potential customers is yes, uh, the natural you know instinct is to pull back, but you you really should not go dark because users right now are looking for customers that um, you know that are still in business because that's the number one thing. Are you still in business? Yeah, that's always my question. Whenever I'm calling places, I'm like, oh, you guys are open. You know, it's always my first statement when I call exactly. places. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't want to ever. Um, as a business, you do not want your users to think that you are struggling if you're not. Yeah. And so how you stay relevant is by staying active with your users. Use your different channels, your social media. Uh, use, you know, this is a great time to run ad campaigns. And it's not necessarily for conversion. It's really for awareness. Right. And so that's how we've been able to um, really drum up the business because one of the things that we're doing is to really help, um, you know, activate uh, the economy right now is reach, do outreach to small businesses that are struggling, that we call they're in a position of do or die, that they're either going to invest in marketing and just really go at it for a certain amount of time and, and, and really say, okay, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to put set aside this money for three three to six months, and I'm going to get through this pandemic. 
mm-hmm. or they decide I'm not going to invest in this anymore and walk away. But you can't just be in the middle. You have to either do it or just walk away because right now it's like um, everyone is struggling and trying to really understand how do you stay afloat when everything is closing, at least fits and stops closing. So we're reaching out to these small um, companies and saying, let us do your marketing for you. We have actually slashed our prices for a short period of time so that we can put together a curated package of multiple channels, be it email campaign, uh, landing page updates, uh, social media management in one small, very affordable package. Let's get you up and running. You know, let us take over your marketing for three to six months. Let's get you up and running. Let's get you, you know, selling your products. And then at that time, you know, if you like what we do, then we can continue with our relationship. It's an entry level fee that people need because we're seeing that it's hard for them to um, fathom paying our standard rates. Even though we are very affordable as an agency, Mm -hmm. I the, we're going to compete right now on price, price and quality. So not just price, it's price plus quality because our team is there, you know, to um, essentially get you through this recession and we're going to do it with this discounted rate and trust in us because yeah, it's like the proof is in the pudding right now. You know, it's like, it's very, it's, it's a very difficult market and people are afraid to invest money. So, um, you know, it's, I, I like the whole prove it thing. Okay, well, let me just show you how great it is. Let me just show you all these different things. And if you if you want to go into it, then fantastic. You know, if not, and not whatever. People, I think people have lost or got, gotten, you know, they've gotten spoiled during 2019, 2018, where they can just yeah. burn through people. They can not provide any value. They can just ask for the sale at first, you know. Right. Um, and they've been yeah. able to get away with it because we've had a good market and everything's been fine. People That's just right. been like, I'll just throw money in anything, you know, That's but now right. people are being conservative. So it's like, okay, well, you know, they're being more thoughtful on the way that they're spending money. So what does that mean? It means we have to provide more value first. We have to provide trust, more trust. We have to do all these different things to ensure that they can, you know, they can, they, they, they're in a position where they want to work with us for a long time. And I think this is, this is a natural progression in in business. I think it's I think it's really really nice. I'm really glad that you guys have you know made those adjustments to um, you know work with companies and build continue to build trust even during this time. Uh, it's really fantastic. So um, you know I know we're on a little bit of an, uh, end of our show, Bernadette, uh, uh, but I really appreciate your time. How do people get a hold of uh, you and BC Design House and be able to maybe take advantage of your guys' services and that um, slash price discount that you guys are offering right now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, go to our website, which is BC Design House. House is spelled as H A U S dot com. Um, or you can email me directly at hello at BC Design dot com. Happy to share uh, this new promotion. We're really excited about it. We launched it last week. Um, we feel like this is going to really get people excited and um, hopeful for their future. And and I'm excited to help turn things around for them because. Really, as a founder, um, you know, it's always been about how do I make a difference? How do I create value in your business? I mean, sure, there's a, a revenue aspect to it, but ultimately, my job is to really help you get to that next level. And if I haven't done that, then I haven't done my job well enough. 
So um, definitely reach out to me. Would love to just chat with people. Again, I always say conversations are free. Um, you know, I love to rat off strategy um, off the cuff. Um, happy to help in any way. So yeah, thank definitely. you for having me today. Hey guys, reach out to her. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll hopefully while we on later on this year to see how everything's progressing and uh, have a good rest of your day. Sounds good. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.